and carry the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy, and I'm glad we're doing this episode now and not five weeks ago. It would have been such a bigger bummer. Because we're talking about a pet communicator. Yes, a woman who claims she can speak to your animal. Your living animal. She can perform PET scans <laughs> without <laughs> any complicated machinery, mm-hmm. except for her own mind. Right, which I'm sure is a complicated machine. Her name is Dr. Monica Diedrich. Oh, a doctor. Yes, a doctor. Okay. And I sought her Can't out. wait to find out what that doctorate's in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you sought her out. How did you find her? Well... First, let me tell you why I looked for her. Oh, yeah. Right. This is important context. My dog, Ella, is 16. Ella. I see Golly, your other pet companion. Yes, it's my right o- cat. Right over there. If you direct your gaze from your left to your right and down, you may see Ella. Maybe your vision is blocked. Oh, but yeah. I, I see Ella. There she is. So Ella is my companion of 15 years. Wow. And Yeah, you the- had Ella since before I knew you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And just the best dog in the history of dogs. Just my very best friend. And she has kidney disease, heart disease, and canine dementia. Hmm. These are things that happen when you get to be an old dog. 16 is uh, very advanced for dog years. And I always convert Ella, in my mind, to a little old lady in a rocker chair. She is... A little dog. She's a Chihuahua mix, mm-hmm. so they can live longer. But yeah, she's still definitely old. And for many years, she was just defying her age. And then at 16, things caught up with her and she got these diagnoses. And so we've been very on edge kind of watching her health. Yeah. And I know you were starting to think about difficult decisions that might have to be made. Yeah, you mean euthanasia? Yeah. Yeah, well, backing up a little before that, Drew and I moved And we knew that the move would be stressful for her, and it was way more stressful than we expected. She got really, really, really sick. And so we started to think, oh, okay, this is her health profile. And yeah, she went through a stress event, but like her health profile and her ability to cope with everyday stress is obviously really, really low. So we were starting to ask ourselves, is it time to put her down? And I was like, well, this is kind of like... Actually, I think you made this comparison that it was kind of like taking ivermectin when I had COVID. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that's exactly right. Because you were talking to real doctors and experts, but (laughs) there was the thought, well, this is a major life event. Yeah. I need to consult with someone a little more on the fringe. Yeah, because we talk about mediums and stuff, but it's always from this remove of like, it's not usually the medium is talking to us about our loved one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this is the moment. Like you're, you know, one of your very <laughs> closest loved ones. Make a podcast. Guess I better do this. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I do have questions. I would ask Ella if she spoke language. Yeah. And okay, I bet there are people who say that they'll help me communicate with Ella. Let's see where they are. Yeah. And so I looked up the pet communicator, Dr. Monica Diedrich. Okay, so she came up for you just in a web search? I think so, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's right. And 
She owns PetCommunicator.com. Spent a lot of time there now. She actually looks quite a bit like Lori Spagna. Oh, okay. Can yeah. kind of see that, yeah. If you didn't know anything else about her, you might think, uh, soccer mom or yeah. something like that. You she know. absolutely could play the wife on Home Improvement. There we go. She could nail it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. She's uh, originally from Argentina. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. And then moved to these United States. So Spanish is her first language. On her homepage, there's a picture of her kissing a full-grown lion. And I want to know that story. Because I'm a lot more impressed if the claim is, this was a ferocious wild lion. But I walked up to him and I said, hello, I communicate with animals. Will you bow your head toward me and I will kiss you on the nose? That's a big claim. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's definitely a daring picture. But yeah, lots of pictures of her with her own pets and I assume others. But yeah, she likes animals. She likes animals. She communicates with them. And she discovered at a very young age, at the age of eight, that she could talk to them. She said she was born with this ability. Okay. And that I guess around eight, if I'm understanding her story correctly, that she started to realize others don't. This is something special to me. But she says that animals are trying to communicate with us constantly. And on her website, she says, the method they're using to talk to us is called telepathy because Mm. they send messages without using any words. However, our pets often have to add some body language when they express their thoughts in order to accurately get their messages across to us. Sure. I would guess that they're mostly using that. Telepathy. Yeah, telepathy. (laughs) (laughs) But also some body signaling. Sure, yes. (laughs) But they can talk to each other, no prob. Oh, across species? Well, certainly within species. Okay. But then we come along and, you know, they're like, hey, why don't you understand me like everybody else does? Oh, that just occurred to me that in Dr. Doolittle, the animals also all speak to each other. That's funny. I was uh, just listening to an interview where someone made a comparison between her and Dr. Doolittle. Oh, okay. There you go. That's what our culture gives us as a pet communicator. Dr. Doolittle is so good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. You seen that? I don't know if I have. Rex Harrison? There's the original. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the one with Ed. Oh, Eddie Murphy. I never yeah. saw that one. Okay, I don't think I've actually seen either. Oh, I think you'd love the original. I should get on that. But I don't I li- know. Maybe the redo's good, too. I like me some it. Rex Harrison. So. Oh, oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah. Although the movie, they took out the best song, The Reluctant Vegetarian, which was from the musical. And I just think it's this very lovely, like pragmatic view of vegetarianism. He's just singing about how like he'd like to eat some fucking ham, but he talks to pigs all day, so he can't do that because he's too good a guy. Is there any recording of Rex Harrison singing this or it's just It's from the uh, it's from the Broadway play and I'm not sure if Rex Harrison plays the lead in that. Okay, that sounds pretty fun. I'll admit the premise of a film about someone who can talk to animals doesn't sound that interesting to me. <laughs> okay, not, weirdo. Not something I wanted growing up. Like, oh, I wish I could talk to the animals. Oh, man. I know you feel different. It was differently. my favorite movie as yeah. a child. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I believe it. Okay, so this lady's that. <laughs> and right. she hears the voices in her head, right? She hears them. Like, she physically hears them? Yeah, I asked her this point blank. Okay. And she says she experiences images. They give her like Mm. thought pictures. Oh, that's right. And I asked her like, oh, is it something that you see in your visual field or that you get just kind of a hint of sort of a dreamlike vision? She said, well, I see it in my third eye. 
I was like, oh, that, oh, that clears that, clears that up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, now I get it. Right. Who knew there was another option? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. So one thing that I liked about her services is that she will do an email-only reading. And it's actually a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait longer. She won't just set up an email appointment with you that you know, makes her be on the clock. Yeah. But you can pay for this. And then sort of when she has time to do it, as long as it's not an emergency, she'll connect with your animal and then she'll write you an email saying, here's what Ella said. Yeah. Now I had an interesting experience with this because I also signed up for an email reading. Okay. And then she tried to upsell you into an in-person reading? Not an upsell. She just took my money and then wanted to schedule a Zoom meeting with me. Okay. And I said, okay. Well, I'll tell you more when we, uh, we'll let you lead with yours. Okay. But yeah, I feel like I got a good deal. Okay. Yeah. She clearly does prefer the Zoom if she can get it. Yeah. But in my position where I was feeling really sad and just like, oh, I'm going to pour my heart out to this person and yeah. let's see how this turns out. I felt like the email was a nice distance. I could look mm. at it when I felt in the mood. And Okay. So I bought this oh yeah how much was this 125 dollars for i think you bought the more deluxe one because you can choose the number of questions that you ask so for up to five questions it's 125 dollars for each pet and that's what i paid for Mm. and then for up to 12 questions and a full hour as opposed to a half hour this is her phone and zoom consultation price it's uh, $250 for each pet for the up to 12 questions. And then for email, she says 125 for each pet up to five questions. Mm. Elsewhere, she says like normally people ask six to seven questions. Right. So it's like there, there's kind of inconsistent numbering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I pushed my luck and I gave her like eight questions. Me too. Oh, I pushed my luck and I think I gave her 14. Oh, wow. Okay, but you still paid the 125 yeah, I paid hey, that okay. flat email rate. Because when I went to pay for this, I'm like, oh, Carrie went deluxe. I'm not putting that many questions out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, 13, I think I'm counting. Yeah, I did bold the ones that were most important to me. I was kind of like, you know, let this guide you, but whatever. Yeah, that was a good approach. I almost did the same thing, but then I thought, well, I'll look too much like Carrie. No. <laughs> but if you want her to come to your home, the first pet is $400. And then two hundred fifty dollars wow. for the second and third pet, and then a hundred fifty if you've got more than that added on top. Wow! And then you pay extra per mile of traveling, and then uh, yeah, she's got this thought out. Oh, she's been doing this for decades. Yeah, she, yeah, she's been doing it since nineteen ninety. This is her main gig, right? Yeah, it seems to be her kind of full time job. And then, yeah, she has in-person consultations at her office, $250 for each pet, and then 275 if it's an emergency on the phone or by Skype. So, yeah, she's got a number of different ways that you can sign up for her services. So, okay, we both yeah. did the email price, and we snuck in extra questions. Yeah, so I should say, just so everyone isn't just on a, I don't know, on painfully waiting for the end of the story. Ella's okay. This turns out okay. Yes. I don't know. I just got to tell. I don't want to all be shitting themselves waiting for the end of this episode. No, that's a good thing to do. I was just telling a friend about this recently. There's a whole community I learned about from Reading Glasses, another 
podcast on our amazing Maximum Fun Network and my favorite podcast. And they talk about this, does the dog die? Oh, yes, yes, I've heard about that. You can go in advance and other people have looked for you to let you know in the movie or the book (laughs) or whatever it may be, if something bad happens to the dog, (laughs) because that's such an immediate turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, though, if something had happened to LA, I probably wouldn't tell you. So use that as your mental rule. It'll get you nowhere. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) But she's okay. So I write this email. I can see her from here. Yeah, see? She looks content. So I write this email to Dr. Monica. I have no idea what her doctorate is at this point. And I say, hi there. Just bought an email reading for my dog, Ella. I'm attaching her photo. Below are the answers to the questions on your site. I have bolded the most important ones to me. So I say, I'm writing about my dog, Ella. She's 16. She's been with me 15 years. Then it asks her age at death. So I guess she also talks to animals from the great beyond. Mm -hmm. So I wrote, N.A., she is alive. And then a list of questions, comments, and concerns you want your pet to talk about. So here are the ones I bolded. Do you still enjoy your life? What percentage of your day do you suffer physically or psychologically? Which of your symptoms bothers you the most? Are you ready to die? Would you like me to help you die? And then there's this... Ooh, big questions. (laughs) And then there's this other bolded part where I'm just like falling apart typing at this point. It says, I want to tell you I love you so much. It is painful. I spend so much time thinking about how to make you happy. It has been a wild, beautiful honor to be your best friend. You've stood by me in a way that made me softer and stronger at the same time. I don't want you to go. I'll let you go in an instant if I can be sure it's what you want, but I don't know how to know. Oh. And then the non-bolted ones say, were you able to find meaning in your life? Did aging take you by surprise or did you know about it? You're so scared of the dark. What happens at night for you? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to know? On the day I found you, you were outside in the cold on the side of a highway. Do you remember that? What was your life like before that? Has your life been happy since? Are you glad you found me? That's one question. Um, (laughs) Do you remember Toomey? Another dog I had. And do you understand anything about my work? What do you think my job is? No, these are good questions. I want to know the answers to all of them. Okay. If only there was someone who could talk to your dog (laughs) through email. I really didn't expect her to be willing to hit all of these, but she, I think she answered most of them. Okay. Okay, but first she wrote back and said she got the pictures, she got the payment, she got the questions, but she needs clarification on a couple things. To that effect, I need to know, one, what is she diagnosed with? And Carrie's giving me this look of, how dare you ask this? (laughs) That's your job to intuit that. And then I'm supposed to use that as a test of your skill. Mm Mm-hmm. I experienced something similar. These follow-up questions that are just kind of annoying. Like, why are you asking me Yeah, you tell me. (laughs) Uh, Number two, when you talk about symptoms, can you be a little more specific? Is it her head, heart, or stomach? (laughs) You tell me. You ask her. Uh, Question three, what does she do at night? Please describe an instance. (sighs) Ask her. (laughs) And number four, who was Toomey? 
See if she knows. Yes. Ask her. Right, right. <sighs> yeah, this is your moment to shine, lady, not to reach out for more clarification from me. Yeah, this is not your for recon sure. opportunity. This is reminding me of uh, a great name I heard for a dog. Ask him. And then whenever someone is like, oh, what's your dog's name? Ask him. <laughs> like, what's your name? What's your name, buddy? Oh, is his name rough? No, no. Ask him. All right. What's your name? <laughs> that would be very irritating. But good. But fun for yeah. you. Misery for what everyone else. Someone's absolutely going to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Send me pictures of your dog. Ask him. <laughs> So Monica, Dr. Monica, follows up her request for more information by saying this. Lastly, I can feel the emergency in this communication because you are talking about end of life. However, the well first day. Well intuited, yes. Yeah, sort of, but it's not an emergency at this point. I like, I'm, I wouldn't have done it if it felt like an emergency. You oh. Know? oh, okay. The first day I can give you would be Friday, March 17th at 10 a.m. And I'm like... For what? Emailing me? She okay. wants to meet you on Zoom. Yeah. So I clarify, no, no, I'd really prefer the email. She lets that be okay. Okay. But to answer her requests for more information, I say that Ella has kidney disease, heart disease, and dementia. Mm-hmm. Her symptoms are all related to those. I don't give more information than that. I say she gets incredibly anxious at night and paces around whining. And Toomey was a dog who used to be in her life. And then I explain the pronunciation, and I say he passed away in 2012. And I would have been really impressed if you figured that out on your own. <laughs> right. I mean, and a name like Toomey, probably not a bad guess that it's another animal. Yeah, true. By the way, she asks you to send a picture. So what picture did you send? Oh, of... I'll show you. This is just for me alone. None of you can see it. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've got a picture of Ella outdoors wearing a sweater. By some plants. Is this at your new domicile? Mm-hmm. Our backyard. Yeah. And so Ella's a little right and low of center and filling about maybe 20% of the frame. <laughs> yeah. She looks beautiful. The sun's shining on her all cold. And she looks pretty bright and perky. She's got her ears yeah. up and at them, eagerly pointing away from her body. Yeah. She's alert for sure. Okay. So I get an email back in seven days okay it's a day early from when she expected to get to the email so she says dear carrie ella couldn't wait and because i had to move a client i was able to put ella first and closed her my notes okay open those up she sends you an attachment with her answers and here's what she writes ever since i got your email with this picture of ella she wanted to talk At first, I had to tell her that I was busy talking with other animals and couldn't get to her until the appointed time. She understood, but kept telling me it was important for her to give you information and that I should try and hurry. Hmm. I'm sitting here a day earlier so that she doesn't have to wait one more day. I told her today that she is very loved and that you wanted to ask her some questions to better understand her. She said she is ready, and we started. Okay, with the question, do you still enjoy your life? Ella replies, no. Oh. I can't say that I'm really enjoying my life all the time. There are still times during the day when my mind works well, and I know what is happening around me. Those are the only times that I'm able to enjoy some aspects of this life. Enjoy being around. (laughs) 
Oh my god. And maybe understand myself. As soon as you said that, no, I wanted to like lift my head to clear the table <laughs> and look over at Ella, be like, oh, you're not enjoying your life. Like, right. It's it, so immediate. Like my brain starts working with the reality of her having said that uh-huh. to the pet communicator. Totally. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And we're looking over at Ella yeah, on her bed. Checking, <laughs> like, are you gonna confirm or deny as if <laughs> Ella's aware of what we're saying? Um All the other times, my life is a whirl of emotions and sometimes a blurry understanding of things. I do not like that. Oh. Shit, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, you're suffering. Yeah, that sounds like overwhelmingly bad. So, okay. So, so far, I'm putting this together as like, okay, it's an emergency. Ella needed your attention early so she could tell you that. Like, it sounds to me like put down your dog as soon as possible Mm. so far to me. Okay, mm. next question. What percentage of your day do you suffer physically or psychologically? And the answer says, it's hard to put a number in this because some days I'm brighter and more in the moment than others. But if I have to give you an idea, I would have to say 80% of the time I am suffering. Oh, no. 80%. I mean, that immediately puts you in the frame of mind that, okay, you've passed over a threshold yeah. where I'm doing more harm to you keeping you around. Right, right. Yeah. Which absolutely would be a bright line to me if I really could believe 80%. Yeah, so oh yeah. this is like so much higher than what I would have intuitively given it. Like my sense of it is like, if you're suffering more than like 25 to 30% of the time, mm-hmm. I'm starting to be concerned about your quality of life. So Ella has hovered at or below that mental threshold for me. Now 80% has entered the room. Like inverting that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yikes. Okay. Which of your symptoms bothers you the most? And this really surprised me. The symptom that bothers Ella the most is coughing. And that's very interesting to me because she almost never coughs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't recall a time hearing Ella cough. I mean, she does it. Uh huh. Don't we all? Sure. And she does have heart disease, which is often a thing that makes people and animals cough. Okay. So I'm guessing Dr. Monica associated that heart disease thing with that symptom. Okay, this may be the first of many glimmers of rational extrapolations that turn out to be not quite right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glimmers of Googling. Yeah, Googling Mm -hmm. or, you know, she's been doing this for years. So she probably has a little internal lookup table of symptoms. That's true. So Ella goes on, I don't like it when I cough and it feels that my lungs are not getting enough air to survive. This is a terrible feeling. Again, never hear her do this this is the worst thing in her life 80 percent of the time she's suffering but now you're picturing the voice of your dog finally breaking through and she's suffering that's true but as soon as i read this i felt so much better really yeah because there was this immediate like oh yeah you're not talking to my dog okay oh you're not talking to my dog of course how could you be talking to my dog but still like you have to kind of keep that active separation in your head to constantly remind yourself of yep. that, right? Oh, yeah, I for would. sure, okay. for sure. And like, we'll see how long it even lasts. You know, it's like for that one question, I'm like, whew, but... There's that theory that to process information, you have to take it in and kind of believe it before you can mm. then subsequently reject it. And, oh, I, uh-huh. and I feel like you kind of have to do that here. Like, okay, that's what's being said. And okay, I reject it. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then you kind of stick a pin in that and have to keep saying, okay, but I don't believe this is right. 
Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yep. As for are you ready to die, Ella says, spirit is preparing me for death. It's not something that I have to worry about or something that I need to fear. Okay. Okay. Toomey comes to visit often, too, but there are many other souls that are around me and helping me. Oh, okay. When I asked if she would like me to help her die, she says, when my time comes, yes, I would like your help in leaving this plane. I don't think I'm brave enough to do it on my own. I wish I could sometimes, but because my mind is not working, I don't know how to tell you. Pretty lucid for someone whose mind isn't working. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Sounds so like I, she's ready to write a book. It, <laughs> you know what? How much would you have to pay this woman to write Ella's book oh, for her? Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah. The dictator. It could be like a children's a book. Ghost-written dog book. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is all still adding up to me as... She's suffering and she wants to die soon, even if it's not tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. This might be a good moment to mention, though, that Dr. Monica has, she says, 10 books that she's written. Okay. Including. Lo I love that she gave the exact number. She didn't say more than. She, she says 10 books, though okay. I noticed that one of them was like part one, part two, or like okay. book one, book sure. two. But at least the titles I've picked up on are What Your Animals Tell Me, mm -hmm. Pets Have Feelings Too, yeah, sure. The sequel to Pets Have Feelings 1. Mm. And for pet's sake, do something. I like that one. Very clever. Pet's sake. I get mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad she was able to find meaning in her life because Ella has also been able to find meaning in her life. Oh, good. She was supposed to find me. She knew we were going to be together a long time from the moment she saw me. Oh, wow. As for other aging took her by surprise, she was doing fine with the little aches and pains in her body. But when her mind started going, that's when things got bad. Mm. So, yeah, about this question with why are you so afraid of the dark? Mm -hmm. First, let me say, biologically, I know why Ella's afraid of the dark. <laughs> this is like a very common. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a common symptom of canine cognitive dysfunction. It's similar to Alzheimer's where when the sun goes down and the shadows change, people get confused and okay. scared. And okay. the same thing can happen to any mammal, I suppose. So fortunately, this doesn't happen to every Ella every night. But when it happens, she gets really nervous and she kind of will pace around and she'll need comforting and then she'll eventually go to sleep. But it's clearly scary to her when the night comes. And so I did want to hear what's Ella's interpretation of what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, you're so scared of the dark now. What happens at night for you? And Ella responds, you're right. The minute that everything is dark, I start to panic and I do not know what to do with myself. But this fear is so strong that I am out of my comfort zone even when you are around me. And then Dr. Monica mm -hmm. changes voices, changes like the color of the writing from blue to green. Yes. Okay. This happened for me as well. Okay. So we're no longer speaking in Ella's voice. Now I've got my own Dr. Lee advice. Exactly. So in parentheses, it says, Carrie, this is Dr. M talking. There are many animals who suffer from sundowner syndrome and starts explaining to me the like biological reason I was just explaining to you. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I thought we were playing this little game where you talk to my dog, though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she told me to give Ella <laughs> soligaline. She already takes soligaline. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the it's never been uttered that way before. She already <laughs> takes soligoline. Well, she does. 
<laughs> not some dope who doesn't give her dog with canine cognitive dysfunction saligaline, okay? There, there's always just a certain joy that comes with hearing a phrase uttered for the first time in human history. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I'm very curious what happened when Dr. Monica got to the sentence. What do you want me to know? Mm. And I can say in advance, this was a question you wanted me to ask about my cat evening as well. Exactly. Because you got a response that you think may have been like sort of a form response or something that she has saved. If it's not. Okay. Then I don't know why Ella said this. Okay. What do you want me to know? I have been with you for most of my life and I have never been happier. I have fulfilled my life's mission of loving and being your best friend. And now it is time to start thinking about saying goodbye for now. I know you will be lonely and sad and I know you will miss my company, but we will see each other again. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to find you and to be happy, even though I had gone to the wrong place in the beginning. But as always, the universe helps those who make little mistakes. I was guided to go find you, and you did. Oh, and also, I love the name you gave me. Okay. It's like an AI wrote <laughs> what a dog would say. Chat GPT <laughs> yeah. dog. And don't you have a good story that you just found out recently about... Where you picked up Ella, this is a perfect time to tell it. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered. This is so nuts. Okay, so I was entering Ella into the dog aging project out of the University of Washington. They track senior dogs, and then they're trying to figure out what makes a dog live a long time. Sure. Okay, so I enter Ella into the system, and it wants all of this data. And, like, and you don't begrudge giving them the data like oh, you would no. an animal communicator. <laughs> oh, right. True, true. Because they don't pretend to know. <laughs> so one of the questions was, where did you obtain the animal? Oh, yeah. But I found Ella on the side of a road and they like ideally wanted like GPS coordinate address. Like, where did you find oh, the animal? You were like driving at night, right? So now you have to like pull up the Google Maps and say, okay, yeah. well, I was on my way here. Yeah. So probably would have been about this place. Yes, exactly. So I'm thinking, okay, it's Highway 32 between Chico and Orland, California. When I worked at a farm animal sanctuary, it was 10 p.m. at night. I came across those two little tiny eyes in my headlights. I pulled over. Okay, I'm pretty sure that across the street, there was a fruit stand. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the place I found her was some kind of school, because I think there was like a bungalow building that I associate with okay. a, like school. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I've always wondered, you know, what was that school called? Where did I find her? Mm -hmm. So it takes me about half an hour on Google Maps scrolling through Highway 32, which is quite long. And finally, I find it. I find the, school. the school. I see the fruit stand. And Ella. <gasps> wow, you saw the fruit stand. Yes. Which is a less permanent structure. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, this was a permanent like structure. Like a built out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, like a fruit area. Yeah. This is where I found Ella. Yes. And I look at the name of the high school, and it is Ella Barkley High School. Ella Barkley. Barkley. 
Now, could- she is a dog. Dogs bark. Ellen there bark. is a god after all, Ross. We were wrong <laughs> the whole time. Well, first of all, sorry, God. Also, do you think there's any way you could have seen that subconsciously? Like, <sighs> okay, this is what Chris Stedman said. Do you think I'm you t- saw it subconsciously? It's a, it's a question I have to ask. Maybe, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe. I just think it's just think it's more likely that there are a million could be coincidences mm-hmm. that we don't notice and every once in a while this happens. Sure. But I guess maybe. That is astounding though. Ella. Isn't that crazy? It was also the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. if there was a sign, it would have to be lit like a sign on the school. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Anyway, how crazy is that? That's amazing. It's so crazy. All right. So. Did we get the answer from her about finding Ella? Or like what happened when you found her? So on that day that I found Ella, you know, I asked her in the first email, like, what do you remember of that? And Mm -hmm. what was your life before you met me? She said, my life wasn't that bad, but I knew from the start that the place where I ended up wasn't my home. It wasn't the place where I needed to be. As soon as I could, I decided to leave and just go and start walking until I was able to find someone else. It was dark and I was so tired. But when you called me, my heart leaped. I never expected you will be the someone my heart was longing for. Well, that's very heartwarming and a little vague. (laughs) It's super vague. Yeah. It really feels like she has like a document with a few sentences for each idea. Mm. And so it's like, oh, person who emailed with a dog at the end of her life. I've got that. Person who has a rescue dog from the side of the road. Got it. You know, and and then you get this sort of mishmash of them all coming together. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt to me. Anyway, I read all this and for a little bit, I'm just T.O.'d. Yeah. Because I had done this like very emotional thing of pouring out all my questions. And then I get this back and I'm like, oh, that's right. You didn't talk to my dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> so- exactly what I was expecting, but I'm still <laughs> irritated. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Thank you. So I don't respond for eight days. I paid $125 for this. I could have subscribed to a streaming service for a year. <laughs> should say that so finally i write back and i say sorry for not writing back sooner this reading kind of confused me i let it sit with me for a while my primary point of confusion is this ella says here that her worst symptom is coughing ella doesn't really cough what do you make of this (laughs) okay okay so she writes back Dear Carrie, thank you for your feedback. Please remember, my job is to translate images and feelings the best I can. And I probably translated the word cough when my feeling was that my throat was closing and unable to get enough air inside when in reality, there is no cough at all. Oh, way to turn that miss into a hit. (laughs) Yeah. She says, I think the main point Ella was trying to relate to me is this feeling that at times not enough air is coming into her lungs and she feels asphyxiated and stressed. So now I get a second take <laughs> at my answer and hopefully that one impresses you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here comes Golly. Golly has hopped up on the table. You're not talking enough about me. Need <laughs> my Golly gal. She's so sweet. Um, Golly's a kitty for anyone who uh, oh, has yes. heard us talk about our animals before. That's right, a street kitty. Okay, so now I write back again. Oh, okay. And I tell her, thanks for your response. Thanks for being so communicative about your process. But, hmm, 
<laughs> the doctor hasn't mentioned any trachea problems or breathing issues. In fact, <laughs> Ella just went into the heart specialist. They were impressed that her heart disease is so contained. I very rarely hear her struggling for air or anything like that. And I'm by her side all day. Most days. Oh, she's not liking you now. <laughs> <laughs> to add confusion to the matter. I prefer talking to animals than to humans. <laughs> Ella went into the vet this last week, and it turns out she has a treatable <laughs> stomach ulcer. I want you to know that your answer did not resonate, and I want you to respond. Yeah, face what you've done. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Yeah, okay. Face what Does you've she face it? done. Well, yeah, kind of. Okay, so this goes on for some time, but I'll summarize. I point out that... We just found out in the last few days that Ella has a stomach ulcer, and that's why she's been so sick. And that's super treatable, and we may be able to just, like, get on top of this and return to an earlier baseline that we thought was gone. Hey, hey, that's great. Yeah, so we're feeling really good, and then in the middle, I'm trying to manage this, like, weird thing going on. <laughs> so I point that out. Okay, how come Ella didn't mention this to you? This would have been so helpful if you had been the bearer. Yeah. Of this information that even our normal vet didn't Good catch, point. a specialist had to catch, you didn't catch. Yet another opportunity to, yeah, show off your ability. Oh my God, if she had been like, she has an ulcer. Yeah. <laughs> and then she had, I would be... I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to expect. Yeah, totally. Okay, and then I also point out, you know, there's these statements about her suffering 80% of the time, but she's also saying that she's living in a nightmare, but also that she doesn't want to die just yet. You know, it's mm -hmm. this is just adding confusion to the pile, okay. if anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So she writes back and she decides that actually cough meant acid reflux, which is indeed... A thing that happens with ulcers. Ah, okay, yep. Yep. And guess number three <laughs> right. for that same piece of information. The important thing is to establish that I was right all along. Right, right, even though it sent you in the opposite direction. And Carrie's goal is to establish that you were wrong all along. <laughs> That's right. Um, we are uh at counter purposes here. <laughs> and let us continue. <laughs> Um, so I, I point out <laughs> that I'm confused about all these statements about suffering and death. And she responds, yes, I can see how this message is confusing for you. I can assure you that it is not confusing at all because animals live in the moment. And when they tell me that something is painful, they go back to the worst case and the worst time. It doesn't mean that it's actually painful all the time or even 80% of the time. Then mm -hmm. what's that number four? Yeah. yeah what that, did you think you were saying? That clearly paints a picture in my head. Mm -hmm. What else would you mean by that? Boy, yeah, the wiggle room here. She's wiggling. Well, anyway, she finally says like, okay, well, anyway, the point is that it's not time to kill your dog, but soon. And then the end of my email, I had said... Is it possible that you got her images mixed up with imagery from another source, another animal, or say, your own imagination? Whoa, okay. <laughs> How do you distinguish between these incoming messages from self and others? That's a good question. And she said, I've been doing this for over 40 years now. So after a while, you just know you are talking with the intended animal 
and not someone else. This and is... then she gave me $50 back. She did. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just she was as like, a... go away. Yeah. Please stop using my time. <laughs> I'm going to hopefully placate you into silence. It worked. It worked. Okay. The rebate worked. That was the last bit. Okay, this is making one of her later answers stick out to me. Interesting. And that's it. And Ella's doing great. Because you know what? We treated her ulcer. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she had an ulcer. Wow. She's doing a lot better. But, you know, we don't expect her to stick around forever, but it's starting to feel more like she's just an old dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, nice. Her response there reminds me a little bit of someone who had countered the phrase, your practice makes perfect with, no, 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 no. Practice makes permanent. And, you know, her saying that she's been doing this for 30 years, you know, you can uh kind of keep uh doing the wrong thing for a long time and it will just reinforce whatever it is you went in doing Yep, yep. for practice to lead to perfection or or what have you. There has to be some kind of corrective force going on that Mm -hmm. makes you alter and change Mm -hmm, and develop mm -hmm. and improve over time adapt so that's what i thought immediately when the answer was i've been doing this for 30 years well what have you been doing for 30 years totally okay wow you put it to her but i got 50 bucks back hey okay and then i wrote to you and i said ross we gotta see if she sends you the same form response yeah. For evening. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, she probably won't because your cat's just in like a different stage. Right. So I bet she's going to turn to other lines on that Google Doc she's got. Okay. Well, I can't wait to tell you what happened to evening. But first, I need to talk to you about hunting a killer. Ah, uh, yes. I've been wanting to know about hunting killers low these many years. I bring this up because today's episode is supported in part by Hunt a Killer, the mystery entertainment company that creates immersive murder mystery games. Oh my God, and you know, I have what it takes to hunt a killer. Do you now? Yes, I do. I've done it, I've done it twice. Do you have evidence? Yes, I do. I have a box with paraphernalia of, of, evidence? of my success. Do you have suspects that you eliminate? Yes, that's part of the game I'm describing, the board game, Hunt a Killer. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to have such firm and ready answers. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Hunt a Killer, the game where you use problem solving and deduction skills to determine what evidence is relevant, who's telling the truth, and ultimately define the means, motive, and opportunity of the death at play. And there's so many ways to do this. You can use it on a date night. You Mm -hmm. can use it for a family game night. You can bring a bunch of your friends over and be like, hey, smart people, let's figure this out together. Or you know what? You can do it by yourself. Yeah. What you can't do is spoil it for other people. So once you know the answer, well, now you're out of the running, but you can watch other people do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Unless you have a bad memory, then you can just keep replaying. Oh, that's a good point. You know what? Buy so many of them that you completely forget who did there what. There you go. And then you can start again with the first one after you've played seven of them. I think I could play the one that you and Drew and I played completely again because it was 90% Drew's genius that got us through. Yeah, he knew what was going on. He was putting all the clues together Yeah, while I was puzzling over this uh, number to letter cipher. I was going through documents. But it's a very fun game, especially if you're the kind of friend group that likes escape rooms Mm -hmm. and puzzles and riddles. This is for you guys. Oh, totally. 
And uh, I've done three of them now. And yeah, it is a real challenge too. Like, you know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I really got to focus. There's all these different pieces of evidence. Some of them are going to take you the wrong way. It's like real life. Things are messy and complicated. But you're going to find maybe multiple people who have the means. You might find multiple people who have the motive. You might find multiple people who look really guilty, but only one of them is going to be the true killer. Mm -hmm. So don't like just toss off an answer real quick. Exactly. Do not toss off an answer real quick. (laughs) You gotta think it through because once you open that answer, you know the answer now. Like in other board games where you open up the secret envelope. We would never speak of those, though. We wouldn't. Oh, no, we would never. We would be clueless if we did that. But there is a... A secret envelope that has the answer. And of course, once you've passed that Rubicon, there's no coming back. And no board game has Monopoly on the entire game. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's just how life works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's, it's super fun. And I like also the physicality of it. It is like an escape room in that there's always like a locked box that you have to find the combination for. So you're always kind of low key like... Hey, that somewhere we're going to see three numbers, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Oh, there's a flag here. Oh, someone wrote on the flag. And it's like, it's Here's kinda... a photo. I bet this photo wants me to think X, but really, I'm supposed to think Y. And some of the murder mysteries use an app as well, where mm-hmm. like you can even see interviews of the people, and you're like, oh, that's fun. I had a mental image of what Susan looked like, and here she is. Yeah. She looks nothing like that. You could play a bunch of these, because uh, they've got- Many murder mysteries. So head over to Hunt a Killer at https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash hunt a killer underscore oh no. And I'll just say it one more time. I think you can get away with just typing in bit dot ly slash hunt a killer underscore oh no. It's worth it. You can do it. This is your first clue. (laughs) This is their weeding technique. If you can't follow that instruction, maybe this game isn't for you. (laughs) So once you get there, you use the code ONO for 10% off your first order of immersive murder mystery games today. And thank you to Hunt a Killer for sponsoring this episode. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the hosts of Schmanners. If you're looking for a good place to jump into our show, uh, we really recommend either the Playgrounds episode or the Job Interviews episode. Or if you want to go way back, you can check out the episode where we compare the differences between afternoon tea and high tea. So check out those episodes and new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, you want to hear about my reading with Evening? Yes. Okay. So in my, cat. I didn't realize that email was just one fixed amount, but I thought, oh, Carrie sent so many questions. She paid $250. I'm not a high roller like Carrie. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So I, I paid 75 in the end. Amazing. So I sent my own email to Dr. Monica and I said, I just purchased an email reading through your website for my cat evening. You should hopefully see the payment sent through PayPal because that's how one does it. I said, here are the following as requested. A picture that's fairly recent, which shows your pet's face and especially his or her eyes 
if at all possible. Okay. So I said, I just took the attached picture this morning, so it's very recent, and I got to say, it's a beautiful picture of Evening. Look okay, at this. Okay, here we go. Evening is a very fun-looking cat. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Great lighting. I used the nice camera. Yeah, I'm quite happy with this picture. Don't worry, we'll post these pictures with the episode so you can see what our pets look like. What a lovely cat. Evening looks like she crawled off the pages of a young adult novel set in New England in the middle of a church where there's a bunch of mice who live in the walls and then there's this one cat who's their benevolent dictator and then there would be (laughs) a pencil drawing of this cat. I like it. It paints a picture and Mm -hmm. it's a picture of evening. Yeah, she's torty, mostly black, but with a little bit of orange, a little bit of white, white paws in the front and just very piercing green eyes. Pretty cat. Golly also has piercing green eyes. We've got uh, two ladies in our house and they are both very pretty. They have very (laughs) long hair and they shed a lot. (laughs) So next she wanted to know name, age, and how long they've been with you, if deceased, date when they passed, and how old they were. So I wrote, her name is Evening. She's coming up on 11 years old. And we've had her since September 14th, 2012. Okay. Because I could go back and look in my calendar at the night that we picked her up from our friend Jennifer. Yeah. And then list of questions, comments, and concerns you want your pet to talk about. I receive an average of five to seven questions for the time allotted. So I was like, oh, shoot, okay, well, Carrie got in so many questions. Oh, well, I'll, I'll put in a few extra because I started workshopping this with the family. You had the question you wanted me to ask. I had questions, and the more we thought about it, the more questions I was curious about. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of exciting, the idea of getting into yeah. my cat's head. Yeah. So I was kind of organizing them, and I said, okay, well, I'll just put in these, and instead of bolding them, I said, I'll include the questions that came to me, but I've tried to organize them from most important to least. So she could stop where she felt comfortable. Inverted triangle. Sure. That's what they call it in journalism, where you put the most important information at the top, least at the bottom. So if the editor chops off the bottom of the triangle, you haven't lost much. Okay. Now, what makes it a triangle, though, and not just a line? That most of your information is at the top. It's an inverted triangle. Okay. Balancing on its point. Um, Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Do its stairs go up or down? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the questions I asked were, what is the best way for new people to approach you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you've experienced this with Evening. She will. Uh, And I am not a new person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Even with people that she's seen plenty of times, she is still just very defensive. She will back up. Her ears will flatten and she will not be thrilled. She doesn't want you to be there. Indeed. Would you like another cat or animal to live with us? No. What would you do if we put you outside without a harness? Oh, yeah. What is causing you to throw up? Okay. She's been throwing up a lot? Yeah, pretty much her whole life. And like, we've tried so many things. We've gone to the doctor so many times. And it's not just hairballs. It's something else. Nope. And and she has hairball medications. So actually, she doesn't do hairballs anymore. But we've tried modulating the amount of food. We've tried so many different diets and foods. But she just, just she, she throws up. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's her thing. Can you tell us about your life before our friend found you? Oh, yeah. There you go. I was trying to put that as a question in a way that gave as little information as possible mm-hmm. to either impress me or show that you didn't understand the situation. Follow-up question. What was the situation when you found your cat? <laughs> you know where this is going. <laughs> Next question. Carrie's requested one. What do you want me to know? 
Okay. Then what do you wish we would change around the apartment? Why do you sometimes cry at night? Oh. Why do you avoid sleeping on the bed? Thanks, Ross. So Great I, questions. Thank you. I fired off nine questions. Okay. And then I assume you engaged in a back and forth that lasted a couple weeks? She wrote back the same day. Okay. She said, hello, Ross. I got your payment as well as a picture of evening and your questions. I'm a little miffed she didn't mention what an amazing picture I it was felt that way too. Of an amazing Here I sent you this beautiful pic. She says, I have a few follow-up questions myself. No oh boy, here please, we go. Please, please, <laughs> please let me know. All humans and animals living together with evening. Well, has she ask her? Has she ever had another animal living with her? Ask uh, her. <laughs> how old was she when she was found uh, by your friend? Ask her. That one really annoyed me. When she throws up, is it food or a yellow liquid? Does she do that right after eating? Is she on canned food or hard food? Has she ever slept on your bed before? Sorry for these questions, but I need to be able to send... But who else could I possibly ask? <laughs> but, but I need to be able to send her good images to be able to get you some answers. The rest of the questions are all fine. Okay, and were the other ones ones in which she doesn't have to extrapolate much? I guess so. Okay, my, great. My first available appointment is, and it was six days from then... At 10 a.m. It was work hours, but I had a half hour there, and she said it was going to be half an hour. So, all right, sure, let's okay. do this. Nice. So, yeah, I wrote back and said, there are three humans living with Evening. My wife, my son, <laughs> and myself. I hope she read it with this much disappointment. No other animals. <laughs> this is clearly the picture I'm sending mentally. No other animals have lived with her. She's been our only pet. We estimate she was about two months old when she was found by our friend, when she throws up, it's, oh, by the way, Evening shares Carrie's birthday. Yes. Because uh, it was about two months before we picked her up. And our friend said, yeah, I think she's about two months old. That looked about Perfect. right. Perfect. She was little and very cute. When she throws up, it's food with liquid. And then she often throws up a second or third time, which is mostly brown, yellow liquid. She eats hard food. Yes, she does sometimes sleep on the bed with us, but very rarely and usually only at the foot of the bed. And then I agree to the time. I said, side question, I'm intrigued by your doctorate in metaphysics. Where did yes. you study? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, because on her website, uh, in her about me section says, in the third person, she'd already become certified as an animal care specialist one for pets and an animal care specialist, too, for wildlife. And by completing many other courses of study, <laughs> she'd also become certified in a number of metaphysical and healing specialties. Mm. She's a master cosmic healer, a Reiki practitioner, a guided imagery therapist, and a meditation guidance practitioner, to name but a few. <laughs> now, by your rules of, like, insinuating things with, like, numbers you know i speak oh, yeah. i speak over 12 languages you know, <laughs> is it 13 when you say to name but a few <laughs> does, totally. does that mean you have five other honorifics that you're right right not naming because it's just, if it's just one or two more qualifications uh go ahead yeah finish the list yeah <laughs> yeah don't name but a few but everywhere she goes as dr monica it's even in her email address yeah dr monica doctor 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 yeah which i was glad to see that she discloses 
that her doctorate mm. is in metaphysics on her website, but I wonder if everybody sees that. And then she's writing you back and giving you like veterinary advice. You'd be forgiven if you thought she was a veterinarian. Indeed. So she sent me a Zoom link and said, okay, thanks. I've got everything I need to know now. Side note, I studied metaphysics in a college in the city of Anaheim, California, which has been closed now for over 20 years. I am also a reverend, but I do not practice it. What? Well, what was the school that's been closed? Why would you tell me the city? (laughs) Yeah. How strange. So I did a search for school of metaphysics, Anaheim metaphysics, and I got this one lady who is a practitioner of some light healing, something like that. And I wrote her on Instagram just to say like, hey, where did you get your doctorate of metaphysics? Because she was boasting that same claim. And she told me, and I really just popped out of nowhere and said like, hey, where'd you get your doctorate of metaphysics? And (laughs) she said the American Institute of Holistic Theology. So, Mm. and it turns out it was a correspondence school. It was based in Atlanta, but you could do it from anywhere. Okay. But they did offer this degree and that showed up in a lot of searches so i wrote her back and i said thanks for the information about the school was it the american institute of holistic theology by any chance but she never responded to that by email so i was like okay "Okay, when i meet with this lady i'm gonna ask her because i want to know where she got this oh man this reminds me of someone i called once to verify her degree and she couldn't remember the name of the school <laughs> okay, so all right. Oh so, no. <laughs> so I met with her on that Thursday morning. Yeah. Right in between a meeting with my boss and another important work meeting. Like, excuse me, gotta go talk to <laughs> a pet communicator. So I was waiting on the Zoom. She wasn't there right on time. That's fine, but I was starting to get nervous because, like, oh, I have less oh, than yeah. half an hour now. Got a crunch. So she finally came on the meeting and she immediately gave me rights to record. She said that okay, I could. That totally fine. So started recording. So she has long hair uh, that's kind of streaked with gray. Okay, I, yeah. I never really got to see her. I'll show you her a little bit here. Okay, yeah. It's long hair and she's got it kind of tied back toward the top, but coming down on the sides. And I would have put her like in her early 60s. Okay, yeah. I was going to guess 55. Okay, she told me during the call that she's 70. Whoa. Oh, looking great. Exactly. Oh, well. So all this time I was thinking like, hey, I paid for an email reading. I gave you way too many questions and I'm getting a Zoom call out of this. This is great. I feel like I'm just winning at life. (laughs) And she said, the first thing I want to know is how did you find out about me? Uh Uh-oh. And my first response was, oh, well, you came up in an internet search. But then I immediately, like she starts talking about other things like, oh, that's great. Okay. But immediately I'm thinking, well, I I have to say I heard from Carrie, I have to say. So the, the <laughs> next available opportunity, I say, oh, by the way, I should say, uh, my friend Carrie also wrote to you. And she said, oh, I don't really remember people that well. I just remember the pets. So your name didn't... Okay. This was just a couple weeks, I think, after you did your reading. And your name didn't immediately flag like, oh, Carrie. <laughs> she writes really long emails. I had to give her back $50 just to get her <laughs> off my freaking case. So, yeah, she didn't show any glimmer of recognition. But she said, like, well, I remember the animals better. And I said, oh, well, it was an Ella. She said, oh, yes, I remember Ella. Aw. So, and who knows? very if, memorable. Who knows, though, if she really did remember that. It's just... That's what she said. Sure. So she tells me that whole story that she was born remembering how to talk to animals, which is an interesting phrasing. I was born Mm, remembering remembering. how to talk to animals. Maybe we all talk in heaven or whatever. Right. Yeah. That would be my assumption as well. And how she 
learned that this was unique to her when she was about eight and that her friends and cousins didn't think it was possible. And she started started feeling otherized a little bit for this ability. I asked her those questions about like what it is she receives. And she also told me that she's empathic. She feels what the animal feels and made the analogy of it being kind of like looking through somebody's photo album. You start to get a sense Mm, of them. Okay. I thought that was kind of a nice visual uh, for explaining. Though I'd like to think she has more than that because I can look through a photo album of Ella. Sure. But if you can presumably go through a photo album of things that happen when you're not around or feelings and emotions that you don't have access to or the time before you knew her, you know, that could be valuable. Okay, so she says she's going to send me a doc with the notes afterwards. And so I realized when she sends this to me later, she was reading directly from it and it probably looks exactly like what you received Mm. because it's got the blue lettering for times when she's speaking as evening and then green lettering for when she's talking as herself. She sent this to you afterward? Afterward. Okay, got it. Yeah, but during the meeting, she was reading from it pretty much verbatim and occasionally editorializing a little bit. Okay, so she had already connected with Evening before. Yes. So this was to relate the reading to me. Oh. But yes, she'd already written it all down. Huh, okay. And so I was on this call early, kind of waiting, and I had Evening on my lap, which is not easy to do. Evening does not want to stay on your lap. (laughs) And so finally... should ask her about that. When she showed up, yeah, yeah, that could be an additional question. And so I said, here she is, and look at the camera. And she's like, (laughs) Evening was just refusing to look. And she's like, oh, no, that's okay. You can let her go. She's not comfortable with that. (laughs) She told me she hates this. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't. She didn't say anything like that, but she didn't need me to hold on to Evening, so I let her go be at peace appropriate because the rest will probably not involve her much so she tells me well first of all she's very pretty i could have told you that (laughs) and she said okay i usually get personalities when i talk with some pets but evening showed me who she was immediately after i sent out a call to her Mm. to me she is the diva or prima donna okay good guess for a cat but Uh okay prima donna of the house and she knows it not only that but she's proud of who she is and although her beginnings are cloudy at best she acts as if she was born from royalty no. Nah. Yeah. So already I'm thinking like, okay, you've got you've got the bead on evening. Sure. Definitely, she is a diva. At the same time, not too hard to guess. Yeah. For yeah. A, a cat. Cats, cats tend to have that vibe. She says, "I told her she is very loved, and that her humans have some questions for her to get to know her better." Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're doubting that evening is loved. <laughs> <laughs> Wait that's, a that's minute. That's disconfirming right there. <laughs> you don't love your family members. I just want to compare this. Let's see. Mm-hmm. The wording that she. Yeah, used I told for you. her that she is very loved and that you wanted to ask her some questions to better understand her. Okay. I told her she is very loved and that her humans have some questions for her to get to know her better. Okay. Okay. Close. She said she is easy to read if you pay attention to her, but that she would answer my questions the best she can. I just have such a hard time picturing my cat, like, responding just so reasonably (laughs) to her. Like, I'm actually quite easy to read if you pay attention to me, but (laughs) I will answer your questions as best as I can. Yeah. Actually, it sounds like, what's his name? (laughs) Paul Anka's nephew's guy. (laughs) Bashar. (laughs) Bashar. (laughs) Totally. 
being unnecessarily prickly. I'm very easy to read, if you, <laughs> if you know how to talk to me. But I will do my best to answer your questions as well as I can. A good day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the first question. What is okay. the best way for new people to approach you? Yeah, what's the way? And, and again, she's uh, pretty on the money. She says, Humans, in general, should not approach me unless I am in a good mood and looking at them wanting to know more. Okay, sure. I should be the one who wants to engage with them and approach them to smell them first. And then if they seemed all right, I will let them touch me. Sure. I I hate... This is the generic meeting a cat All of this is so true to a cat. This is all in the blue letters, like Jesus would be in red letters. (laughs) I hate it when they are reaching out to me and try to touch me without my permission. So, sure. Sure. Nothing to disagree with there. Okay, great insight to my cat. Thank you. Would you like another cat or animal to live with us? Okay, yeah. No way. Okay, that's what I would have said for evening. Yeah, and she told me that evening answered her right away. And, you know, this felt like a slightly better hit, question mark. Yeah, like a higher risk guess. So evening went on. Why, oh, why would I want that? I have everything I need here and everyone is at my service. (laughs) Why, oh, why? I'm getting the feeling that Monica just loves the play acting here. Sure. She's having fun. I am the cat. Right, 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 right. I don't need someone else to take away my time with my humans and I certainly do not need anyone to bother me. Nope, I am perfectly fine by myself. So I said, okay, well, I mean, that sounds... Right, but I thought maybe at first she would bristle at having another cat, but over time she'd be like, oh, right, thank right. goodness I have this companion. But uh, Monica had some analogy to like uh, being a committed bachelor or something. Okay. This is the life for me. Okay, next question. What would you do if we put you outside without a harness? How funny that you would ask me that now, says hmm, Evening. Okay. I used to think that was the one thing I wanted to do. Go outside, be outside, smell, climb, and yes, Run. I don't know if I would run now. I'm mm. too comfortable here, but I always want to explore and have fun. Who knows? Maybe I'll stay. Maybe not. Okay. That, that was the answer. All like right. A, I could run off. And wow, the dilemma of domestication. The two times that Evening has gotten outside without a leash, she hasn't run off. She's kind of sat there a little frozen in place and mm-hmm. hasn't gotten too far. So yeah. still, we don't trust her. So sure, sure. she recommended letting her explore on a 10-foot leash. And I said, oh, yeah, we've done that. Sure. Like, we take her out. She has a little... Tries ba- a leg She has a little... Um, <laughs> she has a backpack. We've taken her outside. Okay, so here's the big mystery. What is causing you to throw up? And... She warned me this is just a translation of what I heard, so she's allowing herself she starts wiggle room. <laughs> that would be amazing. This is what I heard. <laughs> she said, my tummy feels too heavy at times. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't happen all the time, but most days I feel like I just ate a huge meal and I feel bloated. Aww. I get a little nauseous and then throw up. I feel better afterwards and the effects do not last. Okay. I Good. mean- uh, that sounds about right. But here's where she goes into the green lettering at length. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. What veterinary advice does she and have? As she's reading this to me, she doesn't differentiate between the voices. And so I don't oh. know. Yeah. I don't know there's blue and green lettering. So I'm just like, why is the cat telling me? I think you should change her food. You might want to use a good brand of soft canned <laughs> food if she'll go for it. 
and start by adding soft food to her hard food in the beginning and see if she's feeling better. Also, a Pepsid IC, which is over the counter, will help her with the digestion. So she's like giving all this advice about like probiotics and home cooked meals. I'm thinking like, lady, we've tried so many things. Like, <laughs> I don't need you telling me this, but uh, sure. Same same kind of advice. She wants us to make. Actually, we haven't tried this. A home cooked meal. With at least 50% protein, but the rest can be chopped up vegetables and brown rice, oatmeal, mullet, or some other grain. Okay, okay. I'm not looking for nutritional cat advice. Yeah, there's a lot of that. She went on at length about, uh, or you could take the hard food and soak it in a broth and then she'll like it better <laughs> anyway so this was interesting info i just wouldn't have thought this she said after six or seven cats are considered seniors mm -hmm. and it takes them longer to digest the food so soft foods are better than sure but you're talking to my exact cat right right and from our experience when we did feed her soft foods she threw up more oh than there you go anyways so moving on to the next question, can you tell us about your life before our friend found you? And I thought this might be a really good opportunity to learn something or to see if she intuited the situation yeah. of the finding. Which was what? So Jennifer says she was driving along and she saw a little black cat at a bus uh, stop yeah. eating, I think it was a McDonald's hamburger bun oh. that had been discarded. I know it sounds so sad, but I'll say like, I always have this little sad thought in the back of my mind, like, what if mom had just left her for a few yeah, minutes? totally. And she was coming back, and she said, meow, meow, stay here. I'm coming right oh, back. Meow, yeah. meow. Yeah, yeah. And then this human comes and grabs totally, her. Totally, yeah. So Possible. I always, always felt this, like, me thinking in evening's mind, like, you jerk. My mom was coming back for me, and then some human gave me to you, human, and now I'm living with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of my intended life. So, you know, I've always yeah, had this in the back of my head. Dilemma of pet ownership, sure. So, doctor of metaphysics, Monica says, <laughs> I was too young and do not remember much of anything. Wait, this is... As evening. As evening, okay. However, I do know that I had a mother and she left us there. I was always a bit of an adventurer, so I left to find food, and I lost my way. Oh, no. I was hungry when they found me, but I was so glad that I was able to find a home right away. I have been happy ever since. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, nonstop happiness, not 80% suffering. <laughs> That's good. They have treated me very well, and I feel at home and loved. That's not the vibe I get from evening. I've... <laughs> like, I always joke that she always seems ready after 11 years of living with us for me to kill her at any moment. <laughs> like, she's always just ready. Like, today's the day they turn and they try to eat me. <laughs> like, you know, she'll get into the living room and she'll look carefully and then, like, pounce past me or some cable or something thing like this is the trap and you're not gonna get me Aww. it's like come on really are you still this on guard Man, it's so weird like i just believe in genetics man but you know i raised Toomey and i raised ella mm -hmm. they had like basically the same environment yeah. and Toomey was just a psycho yeah and ella <laughs> is the was. sweetest dog in the whole world and golly, our kitty, she's so friendly and social yeah. and was on the street until she was two. Wild. Oh, my God. There's just no accounting. It's crazy. Yeah. And I always wish that evening was a little more friendly and cuddly because we'll have our moment. She'll turn over and let me scratch her belly, you know, but then she has a certain amount of time that we can do that. And then it's like, stop. Get away. Mm -hmm. uh, runs off. But I'm also appreciative that she doesn't try to join my Zoom meetings. 
She's not mm. all over on my keyboard all the time. She's not one of those, right, right. So, you know, on some levels, I admire and appreciate her aloofness. And other times, I'd be like, come on, just come lay with me. Yeah, Instead of like, be a little golly-like. Me- meowing sadly outside my door. Yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Anyways. Golly so. likes you, though. Yeah. Oh, golly certainly does. She wants to sit on your microphone. Oh, yeah. We're friends. At this point, she apologized for the sounds in the background because- Dr. Monica. Yeah. She, she mentioned- <laughs> Right. She mentioned that my husband races peacocks. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was just her accent. And I chuckled because it sounded like she said races peacocks. Obviously, she was saying raises peacocks. Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay. I chuckled to myself. Like, oh, she races peacocks. Yeah. I I liked that mental uh, image better. So you probably hear some noises in the background that are quite loud. My husband races peacocks. And there is mating season, so they're calling their mates. That's why you hear it. Okay. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I mean, all okay. First of all, uh-huh. I heard racist peacocks. <laughs> I heard that for a moment too. I'm gonna put. Then the- I heard raises peacocks, and finally. Oh, no, wait. Then I heard races, peacocks, and finally raises. My brain went through that same kind of like, wait, races, peacocks, and <laughs> racist peacocks? Oh, raises, peacocks. Okay. It's still wild. <laughs> so I was still a little disappointed with this. I wanted more details about Evening's discovery. And mm-hmm. I said, did she send any images of when she was found? Because I haven't said anything about the bus stop or any of that. Oh, right. And she said, I just see lots of green and then cement. But I was very young, so it's hard to remember. Okay. Like, all right. Which, well, does that work? Was there lots of green? Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know where the... I, Jennifer, was there lots of green? It was near... She used to work at a stop-motion facility, and it was in a part of town without a lot of green. Okay. But I don't know where the exact bus stop was. And it was kind of like Echo Park area. Jennifer, 11 years ago, was there a lot of green at the bus stop you were at? Yeah, do you remember clearly? Yes, inquiring minds want to know. I did ask her this later, but I noticed on her website she says, Attention, lost pet services will no longer be available. Ooh. So I asked Sounds her, like a bad story. <laughs> so I asked her, oh, why don't you offer missing pet services anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, well, I found it was just, it was very tiring for me and for the person that I'm working with. Because I kept not finding them. <laughs> because they'll try to find the place. So I give them a description. They'll think like, oh, I found it. But pets move around. Okay, it's not like kept they, not finding them. <laughs> it's, it's not like they wait for you. Mm. So by the time they would get there, the cat isn't there anymore yeah. and they'll call me like 10 times in a day and be like well where do i go now oh and say like well i'm here and i don't see him oh that's awful so she said i just realized i can't do this anymore i've got a, you know a full schedule of other people asking me questions i was with you up until i can't do this anymore that i was like oh good you're coming to a realization and this is <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't like out of a moral concern. <laughs> right. Or in, I just got to Or inefficiency or any admission that she wasn't giving reliable right. information. You weren't helping them find them. Yeah, so what would be the purpose of telling them this info in the first place if right. pets move around and you're not going to be able to find them with this info for your missing pet? <laughs> but sh- this is where she said, you probably can't tell it, but I'm actually 70, which... Okay, I I didn't think that you were 70, so okay. But she said, yeah, it's just, it's too tiring for everybody. That's why I don't offer these services anymore. Yeah, Pet Psychic is a young game. 
you want to find where a cat is, you better be a young one. Okay, so then the question that I borrowed from you. Yes. What do you want me to know? Yeah. Okay, what did she say? First of all, she said that's a very good question. We like open-ended questions. Wow. Okay. Meow, meow. (laughs) So Evening says in blue letters, I am very independent, and I think you know this, but it's worth repeating. I like it when I'm able to decide things on my own, and I don't very much appreciate it when you want to make decisions for me. Okay. You know this because I let you know it. (laughs) So I simply want to tell you thank you for allowing me to be me. Oh, okay. So very different message. Very different on that one. But different situation. Yeah. We've got a cat. She's not presumably... Subject to end-of-life decisions. Sure. Yeah, she's young. Though it's crazy to think that she's 11 now. Yeah. In my mind, she's much younger than that. Okay, to the question, what do you wish we would change around the apartment? And uh, I was told the evening had to think about this one. Mm. And then said, I don't need you to change anything. Oh, wow. But there are a couple of things that I need you to make sure you understand. Okay. I love to watch things as they happen outside. I mean, this is true for any cat. Yeah. I need a window always open so I can see. And it doesn't mean that the window has to be open. She clarifies for me. And I said, an unobstructed view. And she says, yes, exactly. And then evening. I think a human would want this too. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You don't want a house with no windows and no doors. No, what is this, a Jehovah's Witness kingdom hall? So evening continues. I like to perch on or nearby it, meaning the window. I love the sun and need it. Sure. Of course. I would want to be outside where there are green plants and grass. Okay. So there we go. Next question. Why do you sometimes cry at night? She said, nighttime for me is my most awake time. I cry at the moon and I cry because I wish I could be out there. Oh, very romantic girl. You know, she cries at the moon. She reminds me of the wolves, you know, the wolves that cry out. They're not really crying when they're howling. They Mm. are just enthralled by the moon she seems to be someone who just loves to tell you wouldn't it be nice to be outside okay (laughs) okay and this wasn't evening this was her explaining for me she says she was just expressing her feelings and there's nothing that you can do about it there's nothing she expects you to do about it (laughs) so there's nothing she wants from us she's just expressing yeah okay interesting it feels like she got that one piece of information of you asking what would you do if we took you outside without a harness Mm. and she started developing her own schema around okay so this is probably a cat who really like is always right by the door trying to dart out or something Mm. like that and started to picture that it didn't ring true for me because she'll come outside our door and do that Mm. and I'll be like okay you sound lonely well Mm -hmm. sometimes you want food okay here's some extra food but sometimes i think she's just lonely it's like okay dummy come in here like lay on the bed with us we're okay with it we've never gotten mad at you for this (laughs) and like i'll put her on the bed sometimes she'll go lay on the side of it sometimes she'll hop off after 12 seconds anyways uh, yeah that didn't quite resonate but that was the answer and finally related why do you avoid sleeping on the bed evening says it is too busy for me you guys move Mm. all the time and each time one of you moves i wake up okay so in order to be able to sleep and not cry or think about what is going on outside i need to be on my own and be quiet and comfortable i switch places many times sometimes depending on how hot i am that's just me Hmm. i can't change 
Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe the moving around thing, that could make sense. But it does seem like she doesn't particularly like the texture of our comforter. She'll kind of get her nails a little stuck with each step. Okay. So I think that might be part of the aversion. Totally. Uh, But yeah, it feels like she wants to be wanted, but she still wants her distance. So Mm. anyway, so Mm -hmm. those... Those were the answers. And then after all of that, and I already felt like, ooh, I lucked out. You answered my many more questions than you gave me a range of. She said, do you have any more questions? Hmm. Like, oh, my goodness. So I asked her about the missing pet services. And then I remembered a question that Kara had asked that didn't quite make the list. But I was like, oh, I'd like the answer to this. And I'm so glad I had it ready. What is Evening looking at when she looks up at the ceiling? Like, cause oh. so- sometimes she'll just kind of stop and it'll look like she's tracking something very specific. Oh, and yes. she'll kind of meow and get agitated, like, help me get this thing. I'm like, oh. what, what are you even looking at? Spirits. So this was a question from Kara. So Monica said, oh, I don't even need to ask her this. What? Ca- yes, you do. Cats are very psychic and they see vibrations. Ah. You can call it ghosts. I call it an entity. But she said, imagine a bicycle with, and she was really struggling to like come up with the word for this. She's like, hmm. you know, on a bicycle, the wheel is attached with these. Spoke? <sighs> spokes. Oh, she can't think of the word spoke. So, okay. So I said spokes and she said, yes, thank you. Yes. So she sees spooks, which are a lot like spokes. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, she wasn't making that word. Oh, 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 okay. That's just me having fun. But she sees them because cats see it a different vibration. And just like we can't see the spokes when the wheel is moving. Oh, the, I see. The cat has this extra set, which I thought was a good analogy if I agreed with that assessment. So there we go. It's just something that we can't see, but she definitely That's can. some kind of energy. Yeah. Okay. So now, you know, last time the cat started staring at the ceiling, I was like, oh, there's a spirit up there, <laughs> which is just, you know, the power of hearing this explanation. Now- yeah. Kara and Drew have already like latched onto these answers and <laughs> Evening will do things and I'll be like, oh, she's looking at the spirits. <laughs> she wishes she could be outside. So here we go. One more question that yeah. she did need to contact Evening for. Okay. So I said, does she see our son Drew as different from us? Hmm. And you just wanted to clarify like her relationship with Drew. So Monica asked me, how old is Drew? And I said, 21. Mm-hmm. And again, I was like, oh, I didn't want to give you that info. Right, right. I wanted you to assume I had a much younger son. So she stops. She closes her eyes. She focuses. So I looked over at Evening like, oh, what does it look like when you're communicating with yeah, Monica? Yeah, you sent me this picture. Yeah, and Evening was just sitting there in a little lump by the window. <laughs> she was in the exact same lump when <laughs> when Dr. Monica was done, just kind of sprawled out with her fluffy belly. So I took a picture and sent it to you and said, this is what Evening looks like when she is actively communicating with a pet communicator. <laughs> I love it. When I'm just sprawled out and suddenly I hear the voice of a woman from a hundred miles away who's like, Harry, your friend wants to talk to you. I mean, I would have loved it if she went into her closed eyed communication and evening like perked up and went, Oh yeah, yes? for sure. What? Uh, nothing like that. She was just lounging through the whole thing. Okay. So after she's scrunched up her face and everything, she says, she does see him, meaning my son, as very different but I'm not getting a sense of whether it's a difference in personality or if she's mad at him because he's not there anymore. Oh. Which. 21, she's thinking he that just he's left, left the house. college. Even though in the email, I did clarify she has three humans living with her. Oh, right, right. Myself, my wife, and our son. And she says, yeah, she's mad at him about something. But okay. it's not him leaving because... 
he still lives there. Yeah, okay. Oops. Oopsie. Verifiably wrong. Oopsie. Ella's not coughing. Drew lives at home. So I told her, oh, I appreciate your time. Uh, Very interesting insights. I'm trying to be kind of non-committal, but I do have a meeting in one minute, so I have to to (laughs) run. And so I used this final opportunity to just say, oh, about that school. Was it the American Institute of Holistic Therapy? Yeah, nice. And she said, Oh, uh, all I remember is... Oh, my God. (laughs) 1996 was the last year they were in business. Oh, my God. And it was a long time ago. Oh, my God. And that was like she felt she'd answered the question. I said, do you remember the name? (laughs) Because you think if you go around calling yourself Dr. Monica that you would remember where you got your doctor from. Oh, my God. And she said, I think it was the... And she like she has to think just like she's communicating with evening. Like this is difficult information. I, I want to say it was the Walter Dunn College of Theology and Metaphysics. Okay. Yeah, and you know if 1996 was its last year in operation, that was kind of at the beginning of the internet. They might not have a presence online. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My goodness. And I said just to like kind of. I don't know, excuse why I was asking this. Is that okay? I was curious because I've looked into similar topics a variety of places. I mentioned the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And she said, oh, yes. Like, she recognized that. Mm. And I asked her if she was still based in Anaheim. And she said, oh, no, I moved 15 years ago. Oh, okay. But, yeah, just, like, can you imagine having to think that hard about where you got your doctorate from? Your doctorate from? and you're still calling yourself doctor? I, I got... What a world we live in, Carrie. What a world. <laughs> That's a bad sign. Yeah. If you can't remember where you got your doctorate. You got to, guys, write it down. <laughs> Put it on a post-it note. <laughs> you gotta write it down. Or on a diploma. Put on a diploma, in. put it on your wall. That's classic. <laughs> right where you but can see it. even take a pic. Have <laughs> it on your phone. Be able to refer to it. So that was my in-person consultation with Monica. Oh, excuse me, Dr. Monica. Oh, yes, of course. So um, there you go. I feel like I... Don't know much more about evening than I did before, (laughs) but my family has a few extra kind of joke lines that we can use when we're talking about her. And we have infinitely more information about Dr. Monica than we had before. Quite a bit more. Yes. Dr. Monica, listen, is it at least possible that this is your imagination? Yeah. I mean, she seems like a genuinely nice person. Totally. 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 Yep. Deception is not the only sin, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm. yeah, and I'm Carrie Poppy. (laughs) Put that on your fridge magnet. Deception (laughs) is not the only sin. Comma, though, period. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed the insights about our pets, and hopefully you were able to apply those readings equally well to your (laughs) dogs, cats, chinchillas, whatever animals you have. And you probably have more information about your animals than a pet psychic does. Probably. Consider that your reading. We showed up so you didn't have to, (laughs) in this particular case, apply what seems right and don't what doesn't. Oh, and Golly has come over here right next to me in the mic to be scritched. Yeah, she knows you're talking about kitties. And Ella is clip-clopping around because it is evening and she doesn't like the night. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's an all-animal podcast now. So... Uh, Yeah, hopefully if you've got animal companions, you know, you can give them a little extra scritch from us. 
So we'll be back next week with some more from the Conscious Life Expo. Oh, yeah. We've got some fun stories to tell. Yep. Oh, Golly is rubbing her cheek up against the microphone. <laughs> yes, she is. That sound is my kitty cat. Aw. Well, that's it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. You... Figueroa. <laughs> Our administrative managers, Ian Crame. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. (laughs) These are twin Ray references for anybody who's like, what is going on? I just listened to this one pet psychic episode. You can support us there. Like you said, MaximumFun.org slash join. That's where you become a part of the family. You get bonus content. You make our livelihoods possible. So thank you. Thank you. And remember. Cats are so psychic that they can see vibrations that your eyes cannot pick up. So all she's doing, she's seeing someone, Mm -hmm. something that you cannot see. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirwe, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.